right, here we go. Buckle up, because it's another episode of Terribly Funny. Hey there, gang. I'm your host, Steve Bazalone, and uh, this is the podcast where I talk to the really, really funny people about the really, really terrible things that have happened to them. Um, today, we have a wonderful guest. He's a newish friend. His name is Chris Kelly. Uh, incredibly talented. You may know him from his uh, uh, stellar, and I do mean stellar work on SNL. He is currently the head writer. Uh, man, what a cool fucking title that is, huh? Good for Chris. Uh, also, if you, he has a movie out right now called Other People, and if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Because it makes you feel all the feelings. It's got Jesse Plemons and Molly Shannon. They're both fantastic. Bradley Woodford and a slew of other uh, really talented people are in it. So go see it because it's a uh, semi-autobiographical movie about Chris's experience with his mother's battle with cancer. Uh, Man, you cry all the tears. You laugh a ton. And it's just a kind of a really beautiful meditation on what it's like to be alive and, you know, staring down... uh, the abyss. So please go see it. It's fantastic. And that's what Chris and I are going to talk about today. What it was like to make that movie and also what it was like to honestly live that experience. Um, so let's get to it, shall we? It's just, I've never just been in that position before. I've never, right. only, I've never just, like I said, all day just talked about myself. It's very, I make very self conscious. That Sunday is my day just <laughs> yeah. to talk about me. I know. That's yeah. usually that my, it's my day too, uh, but now every day is Sunday. Day and I'm like, Sunday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enough. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> um, well, tell me about, I mean, your your movie is clearly something bad that it happened <laughs> to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it's, it's interesting. In, in watching it, I, and I think I said this when I like reached out to you, was. I left like feeling like a twinge of like um, guilt that I didn't have like the same level of time with my mom because uh-huh. we had similar-ish experiences. Yeah. Um, but like I was older, I was only like two years ago, so like right, right. I was working, and yeah. I wish I would have. But I wish I would have like just still gone home more, even can though I was there for like eight weeks. Can I ask still... you a personal question? Yeah, oh yeah. Of course. How long was she sick? She was diagnosed in like July of. Uh, 2000 what is it uh, 13 mm-hmm. and she died December of 2014 okay so and they yeah. said like it was gonna be like a year year and a half yeah, yeah. when she was diagnosed yeah and I was just always kind of like come on yeah because like you know six months in she seemed fine right and right. a year in she seemed totally fine like she right. like did well with the treatments and there was like sometimes there was like you know it seemed to be going well yeah and then it was just like a it was amazing. Like as soon as she went to the hospital once, and it was like, "Oh, this feels this feels like a slippery slope," and it was. That's what I remember so much too is being like, and I've been through it. I like was there when she died. Like mm-hmm. I've seen it from start to finish, and I still am like, "How does a body die?" I don't understand this because yeah. like my mom would be like fully healthy, and I'm like, "You're saying it could be in a month?" I don't understand it's, how you go from that yeah. in a month, like minute by minute. Like I don't see it happening, and then it just happens. It's, <laughs> it's so, horrible. It's yeah. so bizarre, and I don't know how much. I assume this is there's you know this is real but like seeing uh-huh. that there was she actually had growths that was a uh like yeah in the movie you can kind of see right. a physical i don't really know how much yeah that was more just to like for the movie just yeah, to right. kind of show the way progress. something my mom had like it was called leomyosarcoma which is what the name of the cancer was in the movie too and it was like tumors on organs right so i think maybe you could kind of see one if you looked closely on her back, but it, it wasn't like as a, there wasn't like a visible way to mark it as right. much. So, um, which in some ways made it more frustrating because I'm like I don't see I physical think that proof is the, of that this. Is the you weird know, thing. but then you would go and you would get all the tests done. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there they fucking are on all the X-rays. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the hard thing, I think, to for me to wrap my mind around because she seemed totally fine. I remember the last time she came out to visit. Yeah. Like, I had, like, a cold. Yeah. And I felt bad because, like, I took a day off of work and we, like, laid low for the weekend. Uh-huh. And we didn't do much. And, like, I'm sorry. We should be going do stuff. She's like, I don't care. Like, I'm fine just hanging out. I like, yeah, like yeah. I was slowing her down. Right, And that was right. two months before she died. Yeah. And it was, like, such a weird, like, I wrapping my mind around, like, how am I slowing you down? And you're the one who, in theory, has, like, yeah. not much time. Ugh. It's just a weird, yeah. wild thing. What, what kind of, what, what did it you It was small have? bowel, uh, small intestinal oh, okay. cancer. Um, and this rare kind that's kind of, like, in the peritonesis. So oh, okay. it's just, by nature, once it's diagnosed, it's, like, there's no stage one to it. Because it's in oh, the fluid, it's just, so it's just, just kind of everywhere. It so once it's, once you find Jesus, it, it's, like, yeah. four. Um, at least that's my understanding. Yeah. But also, that was another thing that, like, I kind of, I'm just talking all about me. It's Sunday. Um, <laughs> no. But uh, there's another thing that I also uh, felt, like, guilty after leaving watching it because I wasn't there all the time. Like, uh-huh. I, and I didn't want to ever ask my mom too much. Like, I would just, yeah. like, she would, cause, because me being sick, like, I remember when people would ask me a lot of questions, I would find it be exhausting. Uh-huh. So I I tried to be like, how are you? How are you feeling? Do you want to talk about anything? Yeah. And if she did, she would she would give me like updates but it would right, be just like right. little updates she would never get into like really the um, like a lot of the medical ease of yeah, it. she yeah. would just kind of be like yeah you know I, I feel I feel tired or I feel good or like hey I got a good I got a good, di- good diagnosis the last time I went right right so like I can't speak to it in the same like as, as articulate as you could because yeah. I wasn't there for all of it and I felt bad about that that sucks. I don't think you should feel. I mean, I, I mean, also I like. I mean, also in the movie, mm-hmm. it, it documents a year in the life of me being home with my mother, right. and that is not the timeline in real life. Oh, really? <laughs> in real yeah. life, I never went home. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I? Uh, no. um, I sent some postcards. I mean, in the real version, I don't even remember the timeline. It's also one of the weirdest things about making this movie is like you're making a version of what happened, and then your real memories start to fade, or your real memories start yeah. to like get combined with the movie version, which is sort of like the one like downside of this, where I'm like, okay. I've like written a version of the truth. What I, and I sometimes I will go and I'll practice like just to remember what the true right. moment was, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but I like my mom was sick for my mom. It was uh, she she got like a hysterectomy, like it was mm-hmm. in her uterus, and they were like, "It's gone now. It could be gone for the rest of your life. Just go in every six months, and we'll just right, check right. and make sure it doesn't like randomly like a cell doesn't spread." And she was fine for a couple of years, and then on one six month whatever they were like it's kind of everywhere and then I think she lasted for maybe like a year a year and a half Oof. kind of a similar timeline to your mom yeah um, and I it was kind of a conversation for a while like am I going to move home should I move home my mom is very like don't move home right if you do you're just going to be like watching me all the time like I don't really want to feel sick that you're home because there's like I, a- I'm excited to hear what you're doing yeah. in New York like I'd rather come visit you and you come visit me and I want to feel like there's life and progress happening you want to feel like a sense of normalcy yeah I feel like that was important exactly. to my mom and also to me yeah yeah yeah, because she's also like, we, she didn't really know what her timeline was going to be. And I think right. she was like, if everyone moves home and just stares at me, it's going to be like, okay, here you go. Here you're dying now. So I worked at The Onion and they were just very, like, I kind of told them what was up and they were very nice about it. And they sort of just gave me like every other Friday off. Hmm. And a lot of them like chipped in for like plane tickets. Holy I mean, shit. very nice. And I just like, I, wow. so I for like maybe like six or nine months, I flew home every other Thursday night from New York to Sacramento and wow. the, the red eye and I'd get there on Friday and then I'd be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then I would take the red eye back to New York for work on Monday. And they just like, the onion never docked my pay and they all chipped in and like helped with flights and so I was I was home for like three days every ten days. You must have been exhausted. It was, it was hard, hard yeah. but it was good and it made me feel like I was there. 
And then once things got pretty bad, like it was clear what was going to happen, then I moved home. So I was probably, and I was expecting to live at home for a year. I was like, okay, I'll spend my final year with her. And then she died very fast. So I think I was only home for like four months, like full time. Right, right, right. And that must be maddening unto itself just because, I mean, (laughs) that's, I don't even know if this is what you wanted to talk about specifically, but uh, just because, I think because it rings true to my experience too, I'm just interested. And also just in terms of, uh you mentioned a minute ago of like it's hard to discern like once you write this thing like what is because you're fictionalizing certain elements yeah, yeah. to make like a better narrative and yeah, a yeah. better story like in terms of seeing an actual mass yeah exactly you know, it, was it hard to in writing a story like discerning like what exactly it is because there's so many other things that like could, what the story is yeah, yeah because yeah. you know there's just like the like that could be an interesting element of just like having to fly home every I know yeah. every you know four days yeah uh, I mean I know it's There's weird so many thing other because facets. I've talked so much about the movie and I wrote the movie and the movie is what it is and then you spend so much time doing press and talking about the movie and talking about what's autobiographical and it's not that right. you you just kind of keep setting in stone like what the, what happened is what right. was in the movie and so then it, it sometimes I'm like oh yeah there was that nine month period where I would like fly home every four days or I mean for four yeah. days and but I like forget that without really focusing on it because it's just not something I've talked about because right. it's not in the movie you know it's, it's it's a mind fuck well I guess I guess um, yeah, we're just more like that feels like that unto itself could be something could be a movie yeah you know what I mean like just that period yeah it's hard to discern like what is the most important element or what story right, I want I to tell well before I wrote the script I spent like a lot of time I don't even really remember the timeline but I spent like a lot of time just like free writing like anything I remembered from that time right and again like I'd say at least 50% of the movie is like invented or like full scenes have been made up to like right. support this like narrative that I wanted to tell um, but I started by just like free writing like any real thing that I could remember whether it was like important to me or like could sure. be like a theme or if it was just like a stupid song I heard on the radio like you know the drops of Jupiter I remember yeah. hearing one night and I wrote it down and I was like I don't know why I'm writing this but and then once I kind of writ- had written down like hundreds of things I would see things that kept coming up Dramatically. and they sort of seemed like even if they were dumb or like funny to me they were important like I remembered my mom wearing like this stupid 70s dress uh, just because she thought it'd be funny to wear one day that she'd worn to a party mm-hmm. and then in the real life she wore it like much later when she was much sicker and I just remember seeing the like same dress on her and just right. being like this is so sad and like torturous to look at her in this like fun dress that just yeah. looks so big and awful on her now and I was like oh that's clearly I wrote both of these things down that's something um, so yeah it's I don't know it's also so tricky because I'd never written a drama before so right. I really wanted I didn't want to shy away from it because it's such heavy subject matter so I wanted there to be I wanted the characters to learn and I wanted the movie to be about something and I wanted to explore certain things but I wanted to make sure I did it like subtly so there was never I don't know there was so there were never like this is the big important moment right so the the, the, the way I decided what I wanted to talk about is I just remembered a couple of key things I remember um, I remember feeling like an outsider in my home and I remember feeling very in my own head all the time I remember right. feeling like all my questions like when I was quiet would be like when is she gonna die how is she gonna die or like mm-hmm. will I be at the grocery store will I miss it like what's gonna happen to me when she dies like you know I don't even have a job right now or I'm flying back and forth and I just remember and all the questions were about me and I felt like I could have done a better job at like looking to my left and my right at the other sure. people that were suffering sure. and so I, I that kept the idea of other people which is the title like kept coming back to me um, so I kind of used that as like knowing that that's what I wanted to accomplish I guess right and then some things my mom had said along the way that I think kind of fell under the umbrella of like helping that idea or helping that thesis. And mm-hmm. then I kind of built a story around that a little bit. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, 
in the way you, you just said that, like, it's kind of in the same way, like, I wish I would have been around and could articulate my mom's journey more. Yeah. Because I wasn't around as much. <clears throat> and, like, you're playing Monday morning quarterback about something else entirely different. Like, I wish I would have been, like, more cognizant of other people's journey while I was going through this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something that's always, you're always going to be like, one thing I wish I would have. I know. I mean, I've had people come up to me after screenings to be like, that was so nice. You, you, like, I'm jealous or envious because you know my mom died suddenly or like my dad right. died of a heart attack right. or my my mom did die slowly but she didn't like let us know she was sick and so we didn't know until a week before all Oof. these other things where you're like right. everybody experiences something like this but some I mean I was very lucky I mean like I you know for all the like quote unquote drama that happens in the movie or all the ways that I was in my head and all the all the like quote unquote problems I thought I had I did have it lucky like I have a great family and like yeah. I had to like live with my mom then I didn't like when she died I didn't feel like oh we never had a conversation about such and such or like right. I felt by the time she left she had done all she could to like prepare us and she spent days and days and weeks and weeks and months talking to me and my sisters and my dad and like so I'm, I know that right. I'm very lucky in that regard because yeah. yeah but yeah so many people like have that like god what if I had done this and like I don't know there's just like there's nothing to say other than don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but you but can't. You, what, but you can't just say don't do that because there's yeah. like nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. There's no right way to go through it. But I, I thought. Uh, you know, you said that the first time that you wrote a drama, and I think like yeah, it is. It's 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 a heavy subject matter, but like I think inherently, it doesn't feel like a drama to me. Okay. I mean, just good, because. Good, yeah. Just because, like. Um, I guess I, what I'm saying, like, anytime of anything there is, I watch any sort of story, uh-huh. be it television or film or a play, and uh-huh. there's, like, no levity, it just rings so false to me. That's, that, because it's not a that's world how I existed feel, cause I, I feel like, Yeah, I feel like a question I get sometimes is, like, did you write this as a drama and then add jokes? Or, like, how did you mm-hmm. know how much comedy to infuse in it? And I feel like my answer is, like, I just don't know how to write a full drama. Yeah. Not, and that's not me being, like, because I'm just so damn funny. I can't no. that help but include jokes. But I'm, like, I don't. It just doesn't feel like Who life. here relates to that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When you see a movie about illness or death or any movie where like any movie any TV show where you're like even great TV shows where you're like no one has laughed or like recognized any sort of absurdity or like also I find when I sometimes am very dramatic or I'll have a very sincere conversation with Mm -hmm. my friends sometimes I'll even proceed the sincerity with like this is going to sound so sincere but you know what I mean like this is not I don't relate to full drama 100% it's like weird when you like see just like so much earnestness without any sort of like wink it feels weird (laughs) it feels very yeah and it makes me to me it makes me feel very very aware that I'm watching a movie you know what I mean it just feels so artificial to me so yeah I mean that was sort of just the vibe I wanted in my movie like I, I I don't know whether that like not everybody will like it or not but for at least for me that's how it felt like I didn't feel yeah. like my mom's sickness was like a non-stop slog and my mom no. was funny my family was funny and like I don't know you maybe you have experiences too even when someone isn't like really being funny like it's not like you were joking you still will be in a very sad moment and then recognize like some stupid absurdity or like sure. some just the bizarreness of being like no one around us knows that we're going through this makes it feel so it's stupid a, yes. and funny and helpless. So. I mean, there's like this. I mean, this. I, I'm going to point to your your movie because I know it better than your life, and I can't think of prime <laughs> examples from my life. But like, just more like being in the grocery store and like the woman was taking forever, and like yeah, going yeah. at home. Like I always feel like, what is this? Is like I'm from Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, and it's like a great town. I love it. Yeah. But every time I'm back there, 
I feel like everybody like this feels so provincial. Yeah. Some some parts of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like everything's like a little bit slower. Yeah. And everybody's so nice. Yeah. And it's like a little bit off putting sometimes. It is. And then I would have that experience too when I would go back home to be like, God, hurry up, people. What is everyone doing? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, am I the villain? Though? I'm the, like, I'm, the asshole. I'm the asshole. Like, yeah. why am I like chill out? Like, who the fuck? Because you know, you have that attitude of like, I'm from New York City. Yeah. Here I'm back. Like, mm-hmm. welcome. It's me, everyone. <laughs> and everyone, yeah. like, and some people you're they are it is cool. Because yes, you're like, oh, you went to New York City, how's that? But like the kind of condescending nature I would catch myself doing and being like, "Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, like, that's on. such a gross I, I, I vibe. Yeah. This is very gross. Yeah. I need to catch myself here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something else and it's totally slipped my mind now. Uh, um, I will say that though, well, I think just like the movie and and from what I know from you in general because well, we've known each other for a couple years now. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you, um, was, I was struck by like when my mom was sick, like just in small ways like you reached out in a way and I didn't know your story at that point but you like reached out in a way just like that was like oh before I knew what had happened to you like this is uh-huh. this kid's really sweet oh. and really compassionate and you like always because clearly it was something you know oh, that, an experience that you knew yeah um, and I was struck by that oh, but also nice. uh, uh, um, I think the reason like I started this whole thing was because of like the, the nature of your movie that like yeah it's like we all go through shitty things yeah yeah but like there's so much levity and like kind oh, of totally. beauty and like really funny shit in oh, that. Oh yeah, and that's why. And I, I think your your movie and I think you in general is like a perfect embodiment of like the reason why I want to do something like this. Oh, that's like nice. that's a very universal experience. That's nice. But yeah. um, anyways. yeah, I agree. I mean, like I yeah, I don't know. I just the, I obviously I wish my mom hadn't died and it was sure. the worst year of my life in mm-hmm. many ways, but it was also like the best year of my life. I mean, it was so to spend so much time with her was like such a gift because I probably yeah. wouldn't have been around her as much otherwise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wish she was still alive, but, like, it was so funny, and it was weird, and it was fun, and, like, a lot of the days were great, and... It's, like, such a weird catharsis, like, all the time, because you're feeling, um... I don't know, you you know when uh, you haven't slept for a night? Oh, yeah, somehow, like, all the... You're so tired and drained, like, all the colors are more bright? It's like walking at Oz for the first time, because... Yeah. You have, like, no... You have no uh, reserves, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, what, kind of what that period feels like. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're just, like, in this weird limbo where you're, like, I can't really commit to work right now because I'm not there. Yep. And I'm not with my boyfriend. And everyone's just kind of, like, removed from the real, like, narrative of their life. So everyone's just in this weird limbo. And we're just, like, we're in this little sad, awful, funny, weird little play removed from life. And yeah. so you just... I don't know. It was... It was interesting. I mean, there were parts of it that were awful, but, like, I just remember, like, I remember with my takeaway was, like, how often do you just sit around with your sisters and your mom and your dad and your grandparents and your friends that come to visit and just talk about how much you love someone or, yeah. like, love each other? Like, it was so lovely. Like, yeah. there was so much, like, when do you, like, press pause and all the other bullshit and your only goal all day is to, like, be around each other and, like, uplift each other. It's, like, yeah. so, it's so, like, nice. It's, yeah, it's yeah. so rare. I've kind, of, I've kind of talked about this before, I think, but I think in many ways my mom was like almost instantaneously became a happier more content person once uh-huh. you got her diagnosis oh, because I think all the little bullshit went like what yeah. am I going to do with this house where's my relationship going yeah like what am I going to worry about retirement and like that yeah. all just went away yeah and those are not small things but it was just like well don't have to worry about that yeah I, I remember she called me immediately afterwards when she told me the diagnosis and then like she finished the conversation by like after she went through like all like so it means this this and this uh-huh. these are the steps and then just like, so now I guess I just have to figure out like, you know, how I want to spend the rest of my days and what like fun things I want to do. Yeah. And I was like, wow, 
that's how like she ended the conversation like how I want to spend the rest of my days and like how I want to be happy doing that yeah jeez and it was like that's, that's my only concern now yeah it was not like all this other bullshit I mean like setting affairs right no it was, like, but yeah it took all the other things out of the way and it's just like here I am yeah and uh, I love you yeah let's have fun <laughs> I, I mean this is so yeah my this is in the movie this because like I said a lot of the movies moments are invented or scenes are created but there's often like one or two or three lines like specific things my mom said that just like stuck with me and then I would kind of create moments around them and one of them was this is so sincere uh but my mom I remember when she was sick me just being like great so let's go do a bunch of shit like Mm -hmm. you might have a year and a half like why are we sitting in Sacramento (laughs) like let's like empty all our bank accounts and just like go see the whole world real yeah. quick like and then she said back to me my whole world is at dinner tonight and I was like oh uh, and it like made me I instantly like I've never had moments where you just like cry like Im- uh-huh. immediately and it was like such a little like punch to my face of like oh yeah interesting that's sweet and I guess true and I don't think about it that way yeah. and I thought was like we gotta go do all these things and she's like no all the things are right here and that was like so beautiful so sweet and it just like stuck with me and like yeah. she that's what we did I mean not that we just sat in the house all day every day I mean like we went to Hawaii on like a family trip and stuff but it was an interesting thing of being like my thought of like happiness was like you gotta go to every city you gotta go do everything and I don't know it was a real yeah well I, this is not the same at all but I remember um, shortly after I was living in New York at the time my mom was diagnosed and I remember I was watching I think I was watching Sherlock or uh-huh. something and I remember sitting like in my bed in this like kind of weird, kind of sad sublet that I had for eight months, nine months I was there, uh, and just thinking like, from if I were in her shoes, like would I feel like I'm wasting time watching this? Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah. Or would I be like every time I'm watching something, it's like this is one of the last things I'm gonna watch. I know. Yeah. Will I die watching Sherlock or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah or just yeah. like, or is it like, is yeah. this a good use of my time? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's so totally. ominous to think about like all the things that you could. Oh do. yeah. And like, I think that's the same instinct. Like, let's see all the cities. Yeah, yeah. There were some days because I mean, there were so many days where I was home with her where like my dad would be working and my sisters were at school or work because one of my sisters was still in high school where I was like her caretaker during the day and so yeah. I would drive her to the hospital if she needed to go, but. Most of the day she just like slept or like especially toward the end she was kind of too weak to do anything so we would do like one thing and then we'd just watch TV and we'd like mm-hmm. watch Lost. Oh sure. And I would just be like, oh my god, is she going to spend a hundred of her final hours watching Lost? Like yeah. yeah, you think like every moment, like you got to be like... It just feels so big. You got to be like staring at flowers every yeah. day. You're like, you know, reading poetry or something but you're like, it's just... Honestly, though, I'd, it's so I'd rather watch Lost. I mean, Lost is great. No offense. Lost is poetry Lost is, for yeah. everyone, everyone listening. But like, I've read Robert Frost, and it's fine, but I'd rather watch Lost. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think she even got to the end, which is probably for the best. Oh, yeah, She yeah. didn't see the final season, so... That's better. That's she, better. she died at peace, okay. <laughs> thinking, that, <laughs> thinking that Lost ended well. <laughs> she, she's like, there's so many questions to be unanswered, and that's fine. Mom, just just rest now. Lost yeah. ends perfectly. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> Everything happens perfectly. Uh, that's really interesting. I, I feel like I've... I kind of just... Uh, uh, um, Sideswipe this. I don't even know wait, if this so is you, what you wanted to talk on, about. Wait, so you, you were watching Sherlock when you found out? No, no, no. I was at work. Oh, okay. Which was a really uh, hard, like she, weird she thing. she just called you? She just called me and I was in my office. Uh, and she just like told me this whole thing. I mean, that like, whole that whole year at work because my like marriage was falling apart and my grandmother was dying. And it was just like a lot of things. Like every day it was yeah. like, every day it was just like such like an act of yeah. just pitching dick jokes but feeling real dead inside <laughs> yeah um, but that was like a weird thing like middle of the day like uh, before table read like going in like my mom's like okay I got a year and a half and then like okay alright well I gotta go figure out this B story I'll talk oh to you later God. mom 
Um, but no, but I just remember like being that like same week or something when I was just trying to wrap my mind around it, watching yeah. the show and being like, holy fuck. And that's kind of interestingly enough, whenever I think about my own mortality, uh-huh. uh, the thing that kind of makes me sadder than anything or like that uh, real sense of uh, longing is like thinking about like the, the movies that I won't see. Oh, interesting. Because like every year there's like a new movie, like, holy uh-huh. fuck, that's an interesting idea. I can't uh-huh. wait to see it. And just like yeah, thinking about yeah. like all the stories that I'm going to miss, I oh, think is more than more than like anything else. I don't know why. That's oh, the thing yeah. that just hits me like kind of more viscerally. Oh wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna say the thing that makes you the saddest is thinking of all the B stories you'll have written. Yes, in your life. After <laughs> that is, I think also a lot of the A stories too. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh. Um, uh, but I was I was I was saying that I kind of feel like I. I uh, Sideswipe this. No, bit. I don't no. Know if that's what you wanted to talk no. about. Did you want to talk about? Your I mean, mom? that's I'm like sure the biggie. Talking I mean, about that though. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't. I don't mind. All right. I'm an old pro at this now. Yeah. I'm well, yeah, of course. No, this is no. Like by rote now. No, no. But that's. I mean, that's like the biggest thing I could think of that would fit on. That would make sense on this yeah. podcast, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I found out that my mom was sick. Well, I don't know if this is important or it's not. It's not sure. important. It's not funny. But I went home for Christmas. And I had like three weeks off from the onion. Like we get like a big long Christmas at the onion. And I was like, I'm going to take the train cross country instead of flying home. And so I took oh, a week whoa. and I took the train cross country. I've always wanted to do that. How was that? It was great. I loved yeah. it. I, it was good to do one way. Like you didn't need to do it back. Sure. But it was I had like, like a sleeper car. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a week maybe. And it snowed the whole way west. Oh, wow. And I like stayed up every night. Like because they have like the, like a couple of cars are like all glass. Mm-hmm. And so then they have like, you can just stay up all night and just like drink and like look out. And I would like sit next to a little old couple who was visiting their daughter for Christmas and they're too afraid to fly. So they always take the train or, that's like, cool. A foreign exchange student, and I just like fucking loved it because it's like the type of movies I like. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, like before sunrise or before sunset, or just like, what? Oh my god! I, I oh have, my god! Yeah, I have a, I had a friend. I'm just giving contact. I, above my couch, I have a, a picture that uh, a, a painting that I have a friend commissioned to do. This is Baby, you're gonna miss that plane, which is the last line of before yes, sunset. Yes, uh, those are my three favorite movies. Yeah, they're just my mom's like, three favorites. So really? Well. Yeah. But just like any just movie of just like people talking and there's no plot. It's yeah. like truly up my alley. So I was like on the train. I was like, I'm just gonna have a series of like gorgeous little like yep. Kenneth Lonergan movies. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. I, and so it was great. And it was one week, and it was just beautiful and it like snowed every night and I was like oh god I'm this I look so beautiful on this train if only somebody would film me yeah and then the <laughs> night I got home I like got home at like midnight or something and I took a cab home from the train station I think or something and I got home and my sisters were awake and my mom wasn't home and they were like her back hurt so she went to the hospital and huh. and I was like why don't you go to the hospital for her back hurt and they're like I don't know she, they said it's been hurt she said it's been hurting for a while so they went and they oh, got shit. home that night and she had cancer and yeah. you just gotten home after yeah. this like, gorgeous experience so the moral of that story is my mother ruined that beautiful train ride for me. <laughs> but I don't know why Damn, but it mom. was just like so I just I just remember it and it was just like, it was so like matter of fact my sister was like oh yeah my mom's your mom's back hurt so she'll be back soon and it was like such a nothing little thing and then yeah. we all went to bed and the next morning my mom it was like oh it's cancer that's so it's weird that um I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a little bit like, where were you when JFK was shot? I know. But it's just, like these moments like, yeah, yeah. why do I remember this one detail? I know, I know, yeah. Um, I was, similar to your mom, my mom had uh, rectal cancer before she got uh-huh. the small bowel cancer. Oh, okay. And she had that, and then she went through, you know, all the chemo and responded well, and it went away. Yeah. And she was fine for like two years, and then this other thing came back. But I remember um, I was in the hospital. I just had my colon removed, and I was like, having these complications. So she came out to hang <laughs> yeah, out with me. Yeah. And she... While I was like in in the in the bed about to get another surgery, she was telling me 
I can't remember. It doesn't matter. The timeline doesn't yeah. matter. But she told me that she had when she went to like the gynecologist or something, they they saw something. So she went to my surgeon. And was like, hey, I've been meaning to have this appointment, but I've been out here in LA so much. Yeah, I haven't been able to go. Would you mind taking a look? So my surgeon actually diagnosed her. Like she went and like took like a biopsy, uh-huh. and she called my mom and my mom was flying back from LA to Pittsburgh or to Connecticut at the time and she was in Chicago O'Hare uh-huh. airport like as in a layover yeah. I got a call from my surgeon being like hey yeah it's cancer oh my god and like I remember she called me right after from like O'Hare on a layover after she just left me and I'm like yeah. in the hospital bed and she called me like yeah so your, your doctor my doctor she, your doctor said it's cancer and I was like what the fuck is happening yeah god that's such a that's a hard year, a couple of years. A, a I mean, like that's thing. so much all at once. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching Breaking Bad at the time. So you know, <laughs> that was that was my my Jeez. journey there. God, but it was like just a weird. I don't know why I told that story, but um, I, there's so many other details I don't remember about that period. But, but like that, yeah, that, that one moment, yeah, 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 and it felt like weirdly fortuitous that my doctor was the one I who know, told that, her that she had cancer. Uh, I'm sure that doctor was like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, I do, Every time I see that doctor now, person who does this, yeah, she's like, I feel like she, I mean, like she sees it all the time because she sees a bunch of sick people. But I went for a checkup like three months ago, and she's like, "How's your mom?" I was like, "Oh, she passed," and she was like, "Oh, like you could see just like, what the fuck, man?" Yeah, like this moment of like when you see a doctor being like, "Ah, Jesus Christ!" (laughs) My God, never fun. Jeez. Um, Okay, well, tell me, I I I, uh, uh, recently uh, a friend of mine who listens to the podcast frequently and she was okay. like I, I think it'd be nice if you asked like the same series of questions at, oh at, to at each some, person yeah oh yeah that makes I've, sense it's been very unstructured yeah yeah um, but I feel like in going through something like this um, what advice do you have because I know it's like wildly oh different God. like having somebody who has like a parent who has MS yeah or getting in a car accident like something that's yeah. traumatic what is like the advice to offer oh God yeah it's a big question I need to work on these questions. Well, I mean, or what do you? What, what was calming for you? What did you? I mean, I just. I guess I just. I felt so lucky that I was able to be there with my mom. So I like. I guess my first. The first advice that came to my head was just like try your best to put everything else aside and just spend as much time with your family as possible. But like that's not. Well, I don't know if that's my advice because I don't want to say like you have to quit your job or you're not right. you know or you're not being a good enough person. But like. Um, and be in the moment is it's such a tricky there's like no way to give advice because it's like I would know I knew that advice going into with the experience yeah. I theoretically knew advice like be in the moment but that's easier said than done and it's like um, what okay then a counter um, then what do you think like what do you what are you really glad that you did and what do you wish you had done better yeah I think those are the things that um I well I wish I had I wish I had like I said before, I wish I had, like, done a better job at, like, putting myself in the position of the other people who right. were, like, also sick. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, I was so... And I don't think I was as terrible as, like, the character in the movie by any means. But I think, you know, everyone's, everyone's like, struggles and everyone's worries and sadness are their own. So, like, mine were valid, but yeah. they weren't, like, the only ones in the world. Right. And so I think I could have done a better job at, like, going down the hall and knocking on my sister's door and being, being like, how, how are you, you know? Right. Um... But I think one thing I was good at is I did spend a lot of time with my mom and I did, I would like ask her questions. I would just be like, what do you want to tell me? Or we would talk a lot about what she was going through, what her fears were. And like, just like even things I wanted to like, almost like know 
I wanted to hear one last time, like, about her childhood. Like, yeah. things that I knew, but I wanted her to, like, cement them in stone one more time before she left. Or, like, what like what were you like as a teenager? Like, what? just tell me, like, funny stories. Like, I just wanted, like, an arsenal of, like, things. So right. not everybody will have that. I mean, some people who, you know, can't be home with their family or people who have parents who, like, die suddenly. I mean, you know, so it's, like, hard to give advice because I don't want to say, like, yeah. if you don't have my exact experience, no, for sure. God bless you. But, like, I don't know. I just those times where I could like you know I just remember being very stressed during that time and being like what am I going to do for work after this like what is my relationship status going to be blah 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 but like I couldn't really do anything about that then so it was just like okay she will die soon you only have a limited amount of time with her like you have to just use this time as much as you can and just know that it'll get figured out eventually all the other stuff um I don't know it's so weird because now I even have like I have friends whose parents are sick or die I feel like I should know how to reach out to them perfectly and I should yeah. have the right thing to say because I've been through it and I still feel like a dummy. Like, I still feel like I don't know what to say or how much they want to talk yeah. about it. Or it's like, you know, you don't learn. It's you a really, weird thing. Like, yeah. I feel like you have, you feel like you should be able to, you should have the words more. Yeah. I think the only thing you have is like, you can just kind of like, I get it. Yeah. And that's like only thing, but it, that doesn't help necessarily. I know. I feel like the, the thing that I've found that I, I tend to say when something like that happens is just like, hey man, I know it's shitty. There's yeah. no way around that, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Just like no, like recognition. Cause yeah. I mean, it's like instead of cause I used to, I mean, so much like I think you said this in the movie, like they're in a better place or like they're looking better. Like the things yeah. that like maybe to some people were comforting, but mm-hmm. other people were just infuriating yeah. to me. It was like, all right, you don't just don't fucking project your shit onto me. Yeah. But it's you just have to like smile and not like yeah yeah that's nice that's yeah, nice to yeah. hear. I know. I don't know. Is there um. After, like, going through this, because you were young when this happened? I was 20... I just turned 26 when she died, so I was, like, 25. That's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you feel like it has kind of shrunk other things in your life? Like, giving Uh you perspective, like, when other, like, tumultuous things or stressful things come up in your life, are you kind of... Is it, are they still feel as weighty or is it yeah yeah or is it now just like well there's probably like it probably comes in waves you know what I mean there's yeah. times where like I mean I'm sure right after I was like trying to be like the saint version of myself being sure. like wow now I have perspective yeah, but then that's... life has a way of like a year later you're still like fucking pissed in traffic or something like yeah, that and then yeah. you'll try to remember like no traffic doesn't matter people get cancer traffic is nothing and you're like well yeah. that doesn't really help me yeah, in this I'm moment so you know what I mean so it's like I would like to say now I've come out the other side and I just get everything yeah. like I have an awareness that I should be better but and sometimes I'm good at it and sometimes I'm not but I think the movie has helped like going through it and then writing the script and then directing it and then doing press for it it's just you're constantly aware of and talking about what you've learned from that experience Mm -hmm. which I don't know I feel like maybe it's given me more empathy or more it's like sort of like sanded off like the corners of my personality a little bit where I'm not maybe quite as like shitty or cutting or sarcastic or as like rude or as like judgmental or like willing to be like haha look at that idiot you know like it's still well, do it. I'm not, like, perfect, but it's giving me a little more empathy, I guess. Or, like, even where, like, how you were saying, like, when people, when, when my mom was sick, people would say things like, well, at least she'll be, like, up in heaven looking down on you. And mm-hmm. my instinct would be to, like, be like, oh, shut the fuck up. That's yep. not true. That's fake. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you try to be like, oh, I try to be like, okay, that's insane to me. But, like, it feels that's nice a to full you. person who has, like, a different yeah. <laughs> set of beliefs and I don't agree with it, but that person, I shouldn't, like, write them off as a joke. They're no. not, like, stupid. They're not, like, a dumb religious idiot. They're just, like, 
Try they, and... they find they find solace in something else. <laughs> yeah, they find solace in something else, and it's not it doesn't work for me. But that doesn't mean I need to be like God. What a dumbass. Yeah, but know? also their instincts are very good. Yeah, their instincts like, they're mean well. Exactly, like, exactly. Hey, exactly. I'm trying yeah. to just like tell you that it's going to be okay. Yeah, and whatever in the words that I know how to say. Yeah. So I try to have more of an more of an awareness of like even if people like are annoying to me or bother me that ninety nine percent of the people are like trying their best yeah not everybody but like a lot of the people are i think that's the thing that i kind of got more than anything is well a i feel like i have a little bit i mean we talked about like uh, uh um the reticence to be like self-promotional so that's like still a thing but like yeah, yeah. i i think i am a little bit better with being earnest uh-huh. and being like yeah, more yeah, vulnerable yeah and i think for a long time like when i was younger you're just like to speak to like before sunrise uh-huh. like he is like an, kind of like this young elitist in before sunrise and like yeah. you know the guy comes up and like writes the poem about the milkshake and he's yeah. like yeah but didn't he already have that figured out yeah and i feel like that's the way i was and like yeah. these experiences maybe have been like well maybe he did but who cares that was like a lovely experience yeah for exactly me. and it's like I, feeling like a little bit more open i feel like I, I i agree with that i feel like for a while maybe it's like a younger thing too where it's like cool not to care it's like cool yeah. to be cynical or what's well, also like I, that was very 90s right? yeah yeah but i also i mean i i do still like bristle at like when i see things in movies or tvs that are too like sentimental or too like weepy or too like earnest that are like purposely i, I can still bristle at that but yeah i but that's like the thing is that they don't have like you have earnestness and sincerity in your movie but there's like also it's it they're not false moments because you're still calling out like the things that are ridiculous yeah, there's yeah, still like levity yeah, there's still yeah, humor hopefully that's good yeah it's yeah. like yeah I do think earnestness is like underrated and like that being like genuine and like yeah. like that's why I think when people are like excited about something and like promoting something that they like are excited about that doesn't make me be like oh my god fuck this person right, right. it's like oh great they made yeah. something and they're excited about it um, yeah I think it, yeah I mean this definitely is I mean coming from SNL and like only a comedy background writing something like this is definitely like way more did it feel great? genuine or personal or yeah. like sincere i mean we had a screening uh I mean, we've had various screenings throughout but we had like our la premiere and then our new york and our first like new york screening we had it for a lot of snl people mm-hmm. and like lauren was there and seth myers and like a lot of my friends and coworkers and my boss and there was a moment halfway through the screening where i was like oh my god this is so personal i feel yeah. like i'm standing up and showing everyone i work with like my full butthole yeah. like it was so because it was just like my life and my mother and my sexuality and like it was so vulnerable. I was like, this is just not anything I've experienced before. Yeah. I'm used to writing like funny little sketches, making fun of dumb idiots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like skewering the news or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like that stuff. And I'm not saying that's bad. No, but it's fantastic. It was just like a fully different <laughs> experience. And especially in that screening, I was very like braced. Like I was on a roller coaster. Like, yeah. holy shit. I'm just like standing in front of all these people showing them my butthole is what I felt like. But did it feel... And they were great. They were so nice and they were supportive and it went, yeah. it went well. And it did feel it felt good because I um, again I didn't feel like it was sentimental or like weepy or the movie is like precious in any way I think the movie is just kind of like stark and there's genuine moments yeah. but there's funny moments so I, I didn't feel like embarrassed in any way I felt good I felt proud about it but it was a different <laughs> it was it went like from zero to sixty in right. terms of like okay a lot of people might not know my past here is everything in a movie and now we're all gonna watch it together yeah. it was a bit very intense did it feel good though? Did it feel yeah. good to like write it and to make it? Did it feel like because it is so, even though there is a lot of comedy in it, it's uh, there is such a level of sincerity that you're not doing day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not this. It's not satirical. Yeah. Um, I did. Was there? No, did, it was nice. I felt very like. Um, remember when we were shooting it last summer? We shot it in L.A. So I was here in L.A. for like two months without my boyfriend, and I would call him on the weekends to, to kind of update him, and mm-hmm. I. 
I assumed that my my weekend phone calls would be like unloading stress on him right. or be like I'm so tired and I was very tired and it was like hard and it was like grueling you know it's like a 20 day indie movie shoot schedule is hard but my phone calls were truly <laughs> me like sobbing into the phone being like I'm so grateful I get to do this like I do feel very like if nothing else happens if I got hit by a car tomorrow creatively like I got to make something yeah. that I truly like that is like my voice that like no one took it over when I was done and then changed it or like marketed it yeah. differently or like made it this like it like my producers were so lovely I got to cast who I wanted I feel like it's a good message about my family it feels very like I don't know like I feel like creatively I'm like I hope I get to do more things but yeah. I'm like as a one thing if this is what I got to make like I love it I'm very excited about that I'm very grateful that's very cool and it's yeah. nice to feel that, that was your experience because I think it's so often it's hard to stop and feel appreciative or celebrate something yeah, yeah. creatively when you're like actually a working person because there's always other things you're focusing on I know on, yeah I, I, things you want more and of. I definitely get stressed I'm definitely like a very type A person but I, I was surprised at how I thought it, I was surprised at how much I was, like, in the moment, like, grateful right. and excited for the experience. Like, I felt like... Because I can get very stressed at SNL because it's, like, such a crazy, like, yeah. rapid it's fire such a pressure cooker. Paper. Yeah. And this was the same way, too, but I just kept being like, God, I can't believe that I get to do this. Like, I can't believe yeah. that all these people were like, yes, we'll do this with you. It was very... It's phenomenal. I felt just very, like, I tricked everybody, so yeah. I was very grateful, and I was like, you know... It was it was great. Well, that's yeah. always when you're in those experiences. Like at some point, is people are gonna realize that like I am just wearing a mustache here. Yeah. I'm not a real. That you're like one day yeah. you're gonna see everyone huddling over in the corner, being like, I think he's talking know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they should I run? They know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's something I yearn for. Is even though like I love my job and I by and large love just the overall arching what I get yeah, to do. Yeah. But like there's there's moments where I yearn for like doing something that I feel like ownership over that feels personal that's yeah, not yeah. just like okay uh, again uh, what's this what's the dick joke in this B story you know like where there's yeah, something yeah. that feels like oh this might matter even though like those things matter to people in the same totally. way that yeah, like yeah, sketches yeah. matter yeah. to people because it's like a bright spot and it makes yeah. you laugh and that's very important to me um, but it's like I have that something... when I watch things too like sometimes I'll watch just like a full like wrenching beautiful like humorless drama mm -hmm. and I'm like God, I need to do something like this that like yeah. matters, and like, what am I doing writing comedy? Like, I need to like, I need to like talk about the human experience, like capital H, capital E, like, and then <laughs> I'll watch like just a full hard comedy, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. Like, there's too much like stuff that's just a big human experience. Like, don't people just want to laugh? This is what I like. I like yeah. comedy. I like jokes, and so it's like, I don't know. Every time I watch something that like inspires me, I'm like, I got to do this, and you're like, oh, it's so hard to like put all that aside and be like, okay. Don't be inspired by the last thing you saw. What do you really do, want to I, write on your own? Yes, I feel like a Labrador sometimes. Like, where it's like oh, the last truly, thing, truly. Like, what's that noise? That's what I want. I mean, truly. And, I mean, even, like, when I watch, like, like first season of True Detective, I was like, ooh, I've got to write my True Detective. And then I'm like, no, I don't. I can't write True Detective. That, is, yeah. that isn't the voice that I write in. That isn't anything I know about. I'm not good at that. Like, wh who I, what? But truly for a week, I was like, what? Okay. I gotta write a gritty sort of. Like, I just what? I saw Hell or High Water last week, yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like for all this week, I'm like, I mean, just like a super simple crime <laughs> drama that yeah. could be really. I'm like, what? That's not my wheelhouse at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be fun to try <laughs> it, but that's like not me. Right, right, right. It might be a fun experiment, but it probably wouldn't be that great because yeah, that's like yeah. that's not my life. That's not what I live. Yeah. My life is there's no crime. Yeah. There's drama, but it's usually like more fart, fartsy drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a. a one other thing, and this is like, you know, getting to a, a summation here, but like there's a moment or a continual moment in the movie where you keep on talking about like looking for like a, uh, um, the birch tree. Yeah. yeah. Um, that in like, and then 
your character is like yearning for like let me have this one yeah, this one yeah. catharsis yeah and and then it, it, in, invariably it comes uh-huh. but like was that your experience like I, I'm waiting for something yeah. bigger like where's Did where's this revelation I, I remember I said this before but I just remember I'd never really had um like someone that close like a family like a parent or whatever you know die or be sick and so I didn't really have anything to relate it to yeah. 100% so I could only relate to like movies and TV shows yeah. that I had seen whether they were specifically about cancer or death or, or even just like family dramas and so when certain moments in the illness came I would just be like god this is like that scene or like now I'm living in the blah blah yep. blah where the doctor tells you oh my god how weird like and then it was but the scenes were always so like different than I remembered they weren't like beautiful and gorgeous and there was no swelling soundtrack and like so I just kept waiting for more beauty or yeah. I kept waiting for like the score to kick in. I kept waiting for someone to sit me down at dusk and like teach me about life and be yeah. like, son, what you've been looking for all along is blah, blah, blah. And so I, which is so, it's so gross to almost like picture yourself as like a character in a cancer movie as you're going through but it. But it's like, know. it's true that yeah. that's what I did. So like whether it's good or bad, I fucking did it. So I remember articulating a lot that a lot but being like what the fuck is my arc <laughs> like or like what what do yeah. I learn from this which is so insane because it's like a full woman is dying and it's like I was like how how does this affect me but, but, that's, but that's that's our it's experience fair and that's it's not know. And it's, you know yeah. everyone's you know and I'm, and I'm sure my sisters and all my other family members were like trying to also like you know what can I take away from right. this what can we as a family take away from this um but I remember that sort of like self-indulgent thing of like what do I learn out of this um and I, I don't know I wanted to communicate that in the movie like in the movie the friend talks about like tells a story about how his mom you know said she was going to be a birch tree when yeah. when she dies and how he thought that was like kind of funny and kind of stupid and it's like people say bullshit all that, all that like bullshit like that all the time but it kind of stuck with him and like as like corny as it sounds he's like when I do see a birch tree I like do think of my mom I mean it's like sounds silly but it like is nice when I see one because I'm like oh that's that's my mom and so then in the movie you kind of see the main character pathetically try to be like you like birch mom trees. do you like birch trees and uh, she like doesn't know what he's talking about so she's like i guess you know what i mean like yeah. he's like pathetically searching for like where's yeah the, okay cool my, my, my friend had this moment and so then he's just like hyper aware what his moment is and like the moment is pretty clear but he just doesn't realize yeah. like what you know what i mean so I, yeah i did want to articulate that but my mom in the real version of my mom had said the thing about birch trees today. oh really yeah and i kind of changed it for the story my mom had made that that kind of offhanded comment about birch trees and she loved them and we had them in our backyard and um so like I do think of birth trees when I when I think of her, yeah. but then she also stressed the importance of come home, see your dad, see your sisters, you know, be close to your family. So yeah, it was a weird like I had to like change and alter things from the real life to create a narrative. But right. so it's like it's fake, but it's still true. So I don't know. I don't know. It's so well. But I, then again, it's like all such heavy dramatic stuff that I was hoping you can like. We well, want to parse it out, bury, so it's not like, just yeah. You like want to give the audience their vegetables yeah, or something yeah, like yeah well you also want to give them your vegetables but then they yeah. need a, a lot of ice cream yeah exactly exactly, exactly so well I, I you know watching that birch tree scene um, I, I think I've told this story here on, on the podcast but like one of my mom's friends like gave me one of the best gifts because uh-huh. she said after my mom died she said she whispered to my mom like while she was still around like hey send me a feather whenever you're around uh-huh. and she told me that and now like whenever I see feather and they always like you know it's like well, a little bit when you go, you're looking at a new car, or you learn a new word, then yeah. you see them everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's like, so now, like, I'm looking for it, but, like, yeah. I, they pop up all the time. Like, it's great. Feathers, and it's, like, the most wonderful, it's, like, it's a great. silly thing, but it makes no. me feel warm, and I always just, like, when I see them, like, oh, I say, oh hi, Mom. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's very lovely. Yeah. I've, a bunch of people have come up to me after screenings, too, to be, like, to say, like, I have it with, like, a specific type of bird, or my mom was, like, a cedar tree or something like that. Isn't that cool? And it's, like, really? Everyone has this? But it's... 
It's the simplest thing that you should forget, and it sounds like cheesy on its yep. head, but it really is nice. It's, it's like really a nice, nice thing to like even every day or every week or even every month be like, oh, great. And it's like so yeah. much of it's probably just like just projecting and it's just like assuaging whatever yeah. fear and anxiety and like loneliness you feel, but it just yeah. feels so nice. It's nice. It's like it doesn't matter how it works or why it, it works or if it's dumb that it works or whatever. Yeah. It's like it works and it's great. <laughs> it's interesting. I, uh, uh, when I was like 21, uh-huh. I read Bright Lights, Big City. Uh-huh. And it was like very aspirational at the time because it's, you know, like a 26-year-old kid living in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I moved back to New York around this period my mom was diagnosed, I... Diagnosed weird. Anyways, uh, I went back there and I, I reread it because I was like, oh, this I haven't read this and this was like my favorite book for a uh-huh. period of time, so I reread it and it was like, it was not the same experience, it was not aspirational anymore, yeah. but then it was like very much my life because uh-huh. it was like, a kid, in the story, it's a guy who's going through a divorce and it's like a downward, downward spiral and uh-huh. his mom had just died and I was like in New York and was oh, going boy. through like a divorce and my mom was just diagnosed. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, there's, you, there's, so you were like a masochist, like, a little bit. But I, yeah. at the time, I didn't even realize it because right. I wasn't crying. I was just like, "Oh, New York! I'm moving yeah. back to New York. I want to read Bright Lights, Big City." Uh-huh. Um, but there's a moment in the end of that book where he like stays up all night talking to his mom, and like that's what I kept on kind of waiting for. Uh-huh. And I guess I had those moments, but they didn't really. At the end, I feel like they all feel like those moments because everything feels so heightened. Yeah, yeah. But there was a, a one dinner in which like my mom came to visit here and um we never really talked about like big stuff at all uh-huh. just because i like want to keep like normal and like let's just talk yeah. about yeah, let's just live life and let's have fun yeah um because also she seemed fine for a lot of it but there was one dinner where we went out and just had like a few drinks and then she just started talking about like just kind of shifted from like telling like old stories to like being like she said you know i hope that um i hope it's just not like turning off a light switch and I was, and I, I knew immediately what she was talking about. But yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that seems that would not be great. She's like, yeah, yeah, I just. And she was like, I hope it's like television. I hope it's like I can turn the channels uh-huh. and like see like an episode of my stepdad and see oh, an episode yeah. of my sisters and see an episode of my nieces and oh, see an episode nice. of you. I was like, Jesus, that's like such a lovely. Yeah. And it was just like this very profound, and like that yeah. to me felt like that was my like bright like big city oh, or my yeah. birch tree moment. Oh, that's so sweet. Which was really lovely. Yeah. Um, but like I, I felt like I was yearning for that too, and then I it came, and, and only afterwards did I kind of realize it. I always I wonder how much of it is like your mom or your parent. Like, well, it doesn't sound like she knew what she was doing, but like yeah. in terms of like giving you something, you yeah. know what I mean. But like, yeah, I always wonder. Like, I wondered how much your parents, my mom, your mom, like know what they're doing when they say something like yeah. that to be like leaving you with something, and then how much of the time they're just articulating their own feelings, Our and then it's like an accidental gift where you're like, yeah. I will remember that forever. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. I don't know because I mean, like my mom's friend, the feather thing. I don't think yeah. she meant to be that a gift. Like, oh no! But it's like for me, like now for the rest of my life, truly, it was like that flipping thing she kind of said off offhand. Yeah, but it's interesting. Um, yeah. Well, what do you want to do in the future, sir? Do you want to do more stuff? What do like I want to do? Yeah. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Does it feel like now, like, I've told the most personal thing I about have, me? I have retired, actually. Yeah. I'm in retirement. Yeah, exactly. Um, I made a billion dollars on this movie. Well done. Heard. I know. It's Great. the one indie that made a billion. Get in with Netflix. I, so, I'm so lucky. Uh, no, um, I don't know. It's very intimidating because I think there is, I've read and heard a lot about the, like, second feature curse of, like, sure. so many people write their first feature that's, like, personal or they mm-hmm. spend so much time on it and they really, like, it's their story they have to tell. And then their second one, they're chasing, like, Okay, is this not going to be autobiographical as it is, or like you know they they the the uh, 
the urge to like get something out right away because you just made something so you want right. to keep up momentum so I'm very like aware of I just want to like take my time and like yeah. see and make sure that I really love what I write next yeah. I'm working on something right now but it's very like slow going I don't know if you probably have this too where it's like I'm working on it and I like it but it's not hitting me perfect yet and I can't really yeah. move forward 100% until it's like hitting it's me perfect it's hard to because sometimes I feel like it's such a damn breaking I've written things oh, sometimes yeah. in like two weeks and like wow totally but then, like, I think, like, oh, that felt really good to write. And then people yeah. read it, like, yeah, it's cool. I've been, <laughs> like, oh, I've been, like, slogging through on this, like, feature that's, like, pretty much almost just a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I've been, like, working on it for, like, a year. And I have, like, a 50-page outline. And I like 80% of it so much. Right. And I've not gotten through that other 20%. Like, and I can't write the script yet because i just not 100%. Yeah. And then a couple months ago, this idea for a movie came to me. And now I'm just going to do that instead. Because I just instantly, it feels better to me. Because it's new and it's And fresh. I don't even mean, like, ha-ha, I'm writing the next perfect feature. But I'm, no. like, I just it just feels it just sits right in my gut more than this other one ever did and in retrospect I'm like ooh that other one was like something was wrong with it and I couldn't figure it out yeah. and I kept pushing through but now I can that's, tell that's interesting right yeah. when you just like you try sense. to push through it and you're like, and and it just and doesn't just, work yes, and that happens at SNL all the time too like you have to write all these sketches in one night and sometimes the, it mostly happens when me and Sarah Schneider and Kate and Aidy write like we write a bunch of music videos mm-hmm. and sometimes we get some of them are great and we like they, they, the idea comes to us and we all love it and then some weeks we're like we are going to write a music video this week about this and subject we, and or we're yeah we it just through. start with the idea we start with knowing we're going to write a song instead right. of knowing we're, we have a joke and then we spend eight hours trying to think of something funny enough and then we're like this isn't like we're this forcing is, it this is not the week we do it you yeah. know yeah, it's it weird that you can't force shit. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Sometimes you want to just force shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'll go back to SNL, which is mm-hmm. great and nice. That's my next thing. And then, I don't know. It'd be great if I could keep kind of doing this thing where it's like I have SNL, which like works one muscle and I love it so much and then get to do some s- smaller, sadder, tinier little yeah. thing. You know what I mean? At the same time, I mean, I'd be very lucky if I, I mean, that, that seems, from my perspective, and love the grass is always greener, but like being able to do something that's like very immediate instant gratification yeah totally and just purely funny and totally something that's like earnest and small and like here's my butthole <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah well I look Let's forward see. to seeing your butthole more frequently oh my god thank you you're welcome you say that to every podcast guest I do but it's usually when the, when the recording's not on <laughs> uh, well thanks so much man thanks for having me I really me. appreciate it thank you appreciate it man Ah, huh, well, that was, I enjoyed that. That was that was a good time. That was a delightful, earnest, insightful conversation, and uh, Chris made it really special. So thank you so much to Chris for coming out and, uh, you know, talking to us about art and uh, heartbreak. That was really lovely. If you want to see what else is going on with Chris, you can check him out on Twitter. He's I'm Chris Kelly, at I'm Chris Kelly. Also, please go see other people. It's fantastic. Uh, I know I'm biased, but I really think it's special, so support that. Also, watch SNL. It's a fucking institution, people. Just get behind it. Um, What else can I say? Oh, us. What about us, you may ask? Well, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. It's at terribly underscore funny. And if you like the show, go to our iTunes page. Uh, Subscribe. Leave a remark. Leave a review. uh, uh, Rate us. We like all those things. It helps us out. You know, all the good stuff. And if you uh, have any feedback or or if if what we were doing here has moved you in any way, positively or negatively, drop us a line. Our email is terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. And um, that's it. Other than to say thank you again to Chris for taking some time out of your day to talk to us. And thank you to Hayden Fongheiser, Julia Pot, and Kingdom Flying Club for doing all the things behind the scenes that I am incapable of doing. And the biggest thanks, as always, goes to you guys. You, uh, you are 
uh, listeners, as they say, the tits. Love you. Mwah.